faith and stability. In total tranquility. I'm building off your energy. You listen to the inner me. You're my peace, not my enemy. My lover and my friend indeed. Together we will grow the seed growing orgasmic energy. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Orgasmic Vibes. I am your excited host. One of your excited hosts today, because that's a topic I love to talk about. I am Grant Michaels. And I'm Queen Shay. And welcome to another episode of Orgasmic Vibes. We have our first guest on the pod, Mr. B. Easy. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for having us, bro. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be here if it was for y'all. If it wasn't for y'all, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Doing good, doing good. Wonderful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I want to dive right in. We, we we talking about a topic that I can talk about all day till the cows come home. Money. <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. Money, money, money. Everybody, everybody wants it. Everybody desires it. Everybody needs it. But how y'all going about getting it? Now, what's the purpose of money? Most people want better living. Freedom, emergencies, you never know. But let's take it to step deeper. When I first, uh, I think I was working for Verizon, and I started looking at it, I wanted to make more money, so I had to start studying money. That's when I found out there were multiple forms of income. Most people in the black community are only introduced to one, active income, meaning mm-hmm. you go to work, you get a check in a week or in two weeks. You go to work, you get a check in a week or two weeks, working towards the retirement, working towards the 401k. The slave mentality, as I like to put it, you know, but there are several types of income. You have passive, you have residual portfolio and investment earned or active is still a great form. Don't get me wrong. Get up, get out and get something, says the great goody mob. But there are multiple types of income that I want to elaborate on today a little bit. But say you, Queen Shea. I would say now people are really looking into more ways to get the passive income. Like you said, most of us were told, you know, go to college, get a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, they preach that over and over or even don't leave that good job. Right. They've been good to you. Right. You got your 401k. You got your guaranteed time off, if you will. But then you're also under their control of. Mm -hmm. You know, they may ask you to do more work, but mm-hmm. are you being compensated for the work that you're doing? This generation, especially coming off a pandemic, they are here getting it and not working as hard. They're working smarter. Mm-hmm. Content creators, mm-hmm. digital creators, uh, you know, TikTok and all the different realms of social media is making it possible for people to be YouTubers and the amount of money that they're making mm-hmm. for their to me, the little bit of time, they're not working 40 hours a week. They will look at you like you're crazy to ask them to work 40 hours a week. So I think the passive is really picking up with this generation. If you're a YouTuber, that's actually multiple streams. That's residual, passive, and technically earned. Right. Because your views piling up, that's they're going to keep paying you. That's your residual. You, know, mm-hmm. you do the work once, and then you continue to get paid for it. That's passive because it's it's an aggressive method, but it's... It's work that you're going to get paid for that can continue to get paid for and move on. And then it's earned because it's actively working there. So, well, And then if you add in the sector of 
okay, your ads, how many people are really letting the ads play? If you now are a brand ambassador with, you know, some of these different companies and you're promoting them, maybe at the beginning of your show, the end of your show, everybody now has some kind of promo code. So now every time somebody's using your promo code, then that's more passive income for you. And I mean, that's the way to go. Be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What brought you into the entrepreneurial world? Like, how were you introduced to it? Uh, introduced as far as like life or just myself personally, like doing it business myself. Well, you put your foot in the door, you stuck your toe in that water and, and you discovered that world. It was kind of by accident. Um, so like, uh, we started a podcast just because, um, my person I started the podcast with DJ blaze, he was on the radio mm-hmm. and he wanted a way to expound on what he was talking about on the radio so like you know they'll play a song and they may mention some stories or whatever so he wanted a way to talk more about the stories and back then you know a lot of people didn't know about podcasts but i was listening to one at the time i was like maybe you could do a podcast and that's how we kind of got into it Mm -hmm. and it was kind of going to be a way for him to expand the radio stuff so so he could use it to get on serious radio whatever we really didn't do it as a business we didn't go in and looking at it as a separate business, we went in and looking at it as a way to expand on the radio thing, mm-hmm. but we didn't foresee it becoming like what it is now, you know, a billion dollar industry now. Right. So we kind of, I kind of got into it by accident. Mm. Um, but I, I had family members that, you know, owned their own businesses growing up and I really didn't look at it as them being entrepreneurs. I didn't think of it that way. It's just, that's my uncle's fish market or, mm-hmm. you know, my mm-hmm. other uncle sell this or he does that or whatever. So mm-hmm. I didn't look at it like that until, you know, maybe like, I was in my thirties, like, oh, they really are entrepreneurs, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, like my stepdad, he had his own office. He sold vacuum cleaners and he sold insurance and he did a whole lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I really still didn't. I just looked at it as him going to work. Mm-hmm. Or um, we would call that, oh, they have a lot of hustles. You know, we would say, mm-hmm. oh, that person got a bunch of businesses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we didn't think of it as passive income. We just thought mm-hmm. some people are really good at that and they can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I meet somewhat the same. Um, Everybody got an aunt and an uncle. My my one aunt was a beautician, you know. Well, two of my aunts were a beautician. She had her own shop right on her own property. Mm-hmm. My uncle owned an appliance store. It didn't dawn on me, like you said, until I got a little older that, you know, they really were entrepreneurs. They really worked for themselves. They, no, mm-hmm. Nobody told them what time to, to to show up or whatnot. To kind of circle back to what you were saying, Shay Shay, um, the whole benefits thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit. If you make a salary, you're underpaid. I'm going to just say that. They're telling you, we're paying you this amount for the year, regardless of what we ask you to do. Right. These amount of days you can get off. These amount of days we're going to pay you if you actually off. You're, you're underpaid. You work for somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not bashing it. That's just an option I ain't wanted to, to stay in. You know. So I'm 1099 on my actual job. If you don't know what that means, email me at vibes. Uh, <laughs> At gmail.com, I'd be happy to explain it to you. But uh, <laughs> I just knew, for me, I don't like being told directly what to do. And if you're going to tell me what to do, you're going to pay me handsomely for it. So to take what we saw our aunts and uncles doing and what these new YouTubers and whatnot doing, because be easy, you hit the nail on the head. Y'all were, weren't actually trying to jump into a business, so, so to speak. You was trying to expand on something. And it was inter- I know it was entertaining. And you and Blade just having a good time, and you mm-hmm. turned that into a business, mm-hmm. similar to Shay Shay, uh, Queen Shay. You you 
love um, helping people. She's a very organized person. So she took her love for helping people and turned it into a business. That's where Plans on Us came from. Mm -hmm. You know, she could sit there and organize what have you, what have you. Me, I can sell anything, anything, (laughs) you know, from weed back in the day uh, to, (laughs) uh, (laughs) to, you know, thank God for change. (laughs) But um, I love helping people with insurance. Like I was working for Verizon. I've heard me say that a time or two. And I love what I did. I love technology. You know, the technology bubble was really bumping when I was working for Verizon. You know, tablets were just hitting the scene hard. 4G was just getting introduced. So I took pride in being able to convince somebody who's I don't need a tablet to purchase two iPads or it's a person. I don't need a hotspot to purchase a hotspot so they can be on the Internet or watching TV or what have you. But I got tired of spending an hour and a half to two hours with somebody selling a product only for them to be right back 18 months later. What's new? What's great? That's why I went into the insurance world. But that's also where I, from discovering the different forms of income, why I went to sell insurance. Who wants to sell an item, get paid for it once, and then you have to sell another item to get paid? Insurance is residual. I sell insurance once. Six months later, the person's going to renew their insurance. You get paid again. Six months later, they're going to renew. You get paid again. I made the sale a year ago. So I want our audience Uh, on this particular business episode to branch out and understand the what's what's it Western society is was in my opinion and I'm gonna go way left field with this one slavery got outlawed in what 16 I don't know 1865 I know it was a 1863 but anyway the the so they allowed a lot of foreigners to come over on land grants and business grants and start businesses, who do they have to hire? The low income, middle income, low in, the low class, the middle class. So they kind of, there's no change on you, but they allowed others to benefit like massively off of your labor. Granted, they paid you for it, but if you got, like I said, go back to what I said, if you can pay the salary, most likely you're underpaid. So let's talk about some of these other forms of income, you know? Uh, What's your residual income, Shay Shay? Do you have one about you, Bees? Do you have any residual income? Mm-hmm. Oh, Alan, go ahead. For me, uh, I do have my nine to five job. Um, and like you, there's one aspect of it that is renewal. So, you know, you kind of get extra income, if you will, to uh, get your clients to renew. But then I have my planning business where that's on my terms, you know, deciding what type of events. I want to plan from personal to corporate to nonprofit. Um, that opened up so many avenues because you meet so many people. Um, and I've done so many different type of events than what I ever thought I would do. When I first started Plans on Us, I said, cool, there are certain guys that over the years will say, hey, you know, I feel like you understand what my lady or my wife may want. Can you do my shopping for me? So that just was a normal thing I was doing. You know, didn't think of it as a business, doing their shopping, making it get to them on time. I'm discreet behind the scenes. Nobody ever sees me. They get the credit for it. Started out plans on us doing that, uh, doing Valentine's Day, you know, now doing galas and walks and shoot. I did a haunted house. I literally built a haunted house this past October. Didn't know I could do that. It was amazing. So 
Uh, I've definitely discovered different ways and forms to generate income under plans on us umbrella. And I'm going to say an umbrella because it's continuing to expand. Anybody that knows me knows I'm one of those people. I literally can master like 20 things. Anything I decide I want to do, I can do. I know how to build websites, you know, now getting more into media with flyers. So I'm now adding that as a sector. I've already assisted two people with doing their websites. I did my own website. Um, I went to school for that while I was getting my master's because I needed three more classes. So I said, why not learn how to do web development? Um, so that's where my extra passive income comes in. And you wrote, uh, I mean, excuse me, and you made a, a website for my first novel. Uh, I did. What about you, B? Uh, residual income. I guess uh, real estate. I do have a house that someone is in that's mm-hmm. renting, and um, and then my business. Well, you know, I, I host a show, a podcast. I um, then I have a podcast network. Um, and even though it's a lot of work as far as you know being in the studio, but I do have we do have shows that are subscribed to our network, so they pay per month. So that would be the residual part of that them paying per month to be a part of the network. So um, just trying to get. Now I'm trying to just get things in place to where I don't have to actually be there. Right. And things can run right. on their own. So right. um, it will feel like residual as a far. Because even with the network, like when I go and record people's shows, an engineer, I have to do editing for people or uh, things like that. It's still me working um, kind of like at, you know, a job. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's still the same thing. So the way I can sit home and, and make the money. From that, from that, that's what we're trying to get to uh, next. Exactly. But with that, everything you said is on your own terms. Like mm-hmm. these are things where you can say these are the hours I'm willing to do these things. These are the days I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Now I have to be here this time. You know, your life is more flexible, and you're able to incorporate, you know, as many avenues as you want. I I, I hear that's a great point. I hear a lot of people say that. Um, but for me, I still feel like. Like, you know, you guys, y'all show uh, is on the network, but I still work for y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are, y'all have a subscription, but if you say, well, you know, I had hours available that I was going to be here, and you say, well, I'm going to be, we're going to record at three. Well, mm-hmm. now I got to be here at three now because mm-hmm. y'all booked for three o'clock. Right. Um, and if you say, uh, well, I want this to be here on my show at this point, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not I give y'all uh, advice on, you know, maybe you should do it this way. It's mm-hmm. still y'all final decision. So in the end, I'm still working for y'all. Mm-hmm. Because, Consulting, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I see people say stuff like, um, um, I don't have a boss because I'm an entrepreneur. No, the public is my boss. Right, right. right. I work with everybody. A they dictate know? a lot, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's where you're successful. So people mm-hmm. with that mindset, they don't, I don't feel like they'll be successful if they had that mindset. You got to feel like you're working for everybody. Everybody else, that everybody that in the public that want to, use my service or use your service. That's who you work for. Those right. are your bosses. So that's true. Now for me, um, I have an, uh, a, 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 well, I can't say nine to five cause I don't always work nine to five, but by trade, I, I I'm an insurance agent. Um, that's residual. I'm an author, hundred percent residual. Mm-hmm. Uh, my rental property, hundred percent residual. Um, but I'm, I have an investment account too, but that's a whole nother podcast. Cause that's something I don't, I don't really like talking about it because I'm I, I suck at it. <laughs> I don't really know how to trade you like that. Well, so I, just say that's your future avenue. Yeah, that's the future avenue. Then, we, we, we'll you know. get there. But all of these different forms of income for me circles back to one phrase. I'm sure all of us heard our entire life from our elders. And I don't ever want to say that. Like my grandma, certain things she couldn't do or wouldn't do because she was on a 
fixed income. You know, that's something I said I ain't never wanted to see in life. Where did that come from? Came from her working for 30 years, then retiring in the 401k or um, back then it wasn't 401k. Back then it was a pension, I believe. It was a small pension. And you got to live on this amount of money for the duration of your life or you getting this little one check out of that from the rest of your life. and You got to make it stretch for 30 days. Never. And I'm, I never want to be and God. I don't know what God may have done in the future for us, but as long as I'm an able body, I'm working to prevent that. I don't ever want to say I'm on a fixed income. So that's why I grind like I do. It's therapeutic to me. And the other avenue of this is saving. Mm-hmm. That's something our community don't do enough. Another something our community don't do enough is putting money together for the better benefit so it can grow. Everybody's doing their own thing. Somebody over there in the corner doing their thing. Somebody over here in the corner doing their thing. I think the community saves, but I think they don't do it in a progressive way or a way that's going to have the biggest return. So, you know, if you're just saying, oh, I'm saving, I'm just holding this cash, I'm putting money in a regular savings account, then you're not gaining any money. And I think if they learn where to put the money to let it make your money, they would do better. Because I think Man. a large part of the community has the money, but it's just not growing. So putting money in a bank, if you don't know, let's say you put $100 in a savings account. You're getting less than one every month. Let's say every month you put $100 in a savings account. You're getting less than 1% money, uh, interest on your money. So your money's really not making money. At the end of the, so that's $1,200 for the year. That's $12 that your money has made. But they got a $25 fee for you to even have the account. So you just lost money on that. That ain't a smart place to put your money. Um, Well, I think a lot of people don't know that the bank, like the money you put in the bank, the bank uses that money to invest. Right. The bank invests. But people don't know that. So they just feel like, I think a lot of people just feel like you put your money in the bank and they just holding it for you. Mm -mm. So they don't know that they're investing. So um, I think if people knew that, that little part of it that the bank was using your money to do stuff with and then you couldn't get true. it back, I think they would look at it a little different. Right. If, if I went to the bank with $15,000 and I literally deposited and then you came right behind me and needed to borrow $15,000, they're going to give you my money, mm-hmm. charge you interest on it because you borrowed it mm-hmm. up to 12%, and then they're going to give me less than 1% return. Mm-hmm. Life insurance, not trying, this is a little segue, and not that I'm trying to make this a commercial, but let's say if you put your money in whole life insurance, not term, whole life, that's up to 3% gains on your money annually. That's a smarter investment. Let's say if you do want to play in the market, even if you do like a, just a, 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 a money market account, you can get up to 8%, you know, according to how you, but like I, you go speak to a CPA or somebody who's a little more versed. I just know just putting money in the bank is not a good it, I mean don't get me nothing wrong with it if, if you don't have any end goals of your money making money but if you want your money to make money there's other avenues like I know um, I know a guy <laughs> he'll put money well his check goes into the bank at what 6am 2am whatever well say the, no, his money going to the bank at 2am by 6am he done pulled out every single penny <laughs> he just don't treat on rock with banks and, but but that goes back to what we're saying. Like that's not wrong. Like it's, if you're gonna do something else with the money, he's great with money though. Mm-hmm. He's great with money. I know people. Um, and since we're speaking on savings, I know people that are saved to go to Cancun. Oh, they aggressively saving. You know what I'm saying? Making sure they put a. Oh, and I'm going to Cancun to enter something. Put my money here. 
but ain't putting outside of a trip or outside of something specific they want, they don't normally save. What's up with that? I think those people can't save. They can save when it's time to go to Cancun or Punta Cana. But Cancun or Punta Cana is next year, but saving for 30 years later is a little harder. And I think that's it's mindset in my opinion. But you're right. It is a little harder because it's they can they can feel they, they can feel that. this Cancun this yeah, year. Yeah, they can't see. I might not be here in thirty years. But it's it's a lot of a lot of um people just all over do it. Like they'll buy the big car, they'll buy the big TV, or they'll get the new house, or they'll do that. All that all that kind of stuff. It's a part of like uh, materialism and capitalism. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying we see all the stuff we want, and you can get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't worry, you know, like the song say, you know. Don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, in the words of the poet uh, Glorilla, I can't. I, I can't deal with her. She said, "I don't need a credit score. No, yeah. give a fuck about a credit score. It might be rich. Might be rich tomorrow. tomorrow. Somebody preach. She uh-huh. preaching. Yeah, to an idiot. <laughs> she preaching. You need your credit for everything. <laughs> if I'm rich tomorrow, I can buy cash. Not necessarily. You gotta qualify. You still gotta qualify. And if your credit score ain't right, I don't care how much money you got. They looking at that as a bad investment. Well, if I'm a buy, like if you're trying to buy a house, you still got to qualify before cash, before they accept the cash offer. If you were selling your house, let's say like your house is three fifty, and y'all want to sell your house for three fifty, and I come with three seventy, you not gonna sell me the house? Oh, we doing this cash, cash offer. offer? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not bringing no bank into this. I might be rich tomorrow. My four hundred credit score. <laughs> you know what, Mister Williams. <laughs> Okay. Even, okay. That's what I'm saying. So you're talking about privacy. Talking okay. About, yeah. Privacy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. fault. My fault. So right. we build. And that's what, she, that's mind, what she's talking about. She's saying there's where there's a wheel, there's a way. Yeah. If I have this cash, I'll figure it out. I don't, that's what I she's saying. I still don't believe. I ain't I, saying it's right. Yeah, it ain't. But you're right. Yeah. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. I, you you thinking in investments and you got to. I'm I like, try qualified to buy a Honda? What? I got 20000 What are you talking about? Buy here, pay here. Mr. Williams? Only cash. And give me $2,000 off because I. Cause I don't got a finance. You know he goes. Let me put this in your hand. Let's see what it feel like. Yeah. <laughs> but we joking. But we. I really want my community to do better, man. I try to educate people when I can, man. And it starts at home. You know, that's part of the reason uh, me and Queen Shay do so much together. If you bringing it back, because this is a relationship podcast. We talking about money. Reason being, I know a couple of relationships that have ended because of money. You mm-hmm. know, I had one back in the day. Girl broke up with me because I ain't making enough money for her. Wow. Where she at now? Don't um, matter. Baby mama. You... A baby mama some way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she should have stayed with you. I Queen, ain't lying. Not Queen Shay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, but it starts at home. I know for us, it, it it was enough. Like, we always talk about staircases. This gave us another a notch on our belt when we start doing businesses together. Right. And it started with, um, I want to say, when did it start? When I saw how we planned our wedding together, because you know most women, that wedding is there. The man, they tell him to show up this time, have on your head, have your hair cut, be here at this time, blah blah blah. Most but, of our wedding was you. Most of the well, because I like <laughs> nice shit. <laughs> but no, it was us. We planned that thing together. Yeah. We so did. it went from I'm trying to think. What was the first money adventure we did together? I can't even really remember. But the point I'm getting at is, so many couples don't. Jump into a business together. Hell, some people can't even hang a Christmas tree together. So I know it might be a little harder to try to make money together. But when you show your 
late from a man's perspective. You can show your lady a whole other side of your hustle. She know you go to work, but mm-hmm. now she's advocately in and in a money making venture with you. And she's seeing your hustle. She's seeing your sacrifice. She's seeing what you're doing. That's going to unlock something else in her for you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, she's seeing you in control. She's seeing you take charge. She's seeing you running things. She's seeing you commanding things. That might, from, I know for, she told me that lit off a switch in her seeing my hustle, right. seeing my grind when we doing things. Because I'm wife that's what you call me. Yeah, she's the wife-ager, <laughs> the wife-manager, the wife-ager. Right, because, I mean, you, especially when you started doing your books, then it was like, okay, well, I'm not also doing books, but let me help you edit the book. Also, the other, for me, if I'm helping you save money, to me, I'm helping you make money. Um, cause that's more money that we're pocketing. So if nothing else, I'm going to figure out, okay, what's the expenses supposed to be? Okay, how can we get the expenses down to increase this revenue and stay in the black. So that's part of it too, you know, being smart on, you know, where do you actually need to invest the money when it comes to your business and where are you wasting money? A lot of people could have thriving businesses, but they spend so much money in overhead. Like they're not really, you know, being business savvy there too. So even if you have the business, if you have the passive income, you still have to be mindful on how you're managing it or, you know, to me, the wealthy, they take that money and then they flip it. Or people say, oh, I don't have money for that. Okay, come up with one passive income. If that is bringing you a certain amount of income, say, okay, for the next business I want, here's how much I need. Then save that, push that money forward, and then it'll keep rolling. And then it just keeps spiraling into more businesses, more money. So you got to make your money work for you. I always think that's what people mean when they say that. Like, take what you have and then flip that, then invest that, then keep the cycle going. So speaking on that... Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, always trying to self-improve and help myself and better myself, always trying to evolve. Um, Jamal King, the nine to five millionaire, uh, when he makes a dollar, he doesn't spend it until it's a third or fourth generation. What that means is, let's say he make a hundred dollars profit off of a venture. He immediately reinvent, reinvest that hundred dollars back into a said venture or some mm-hmm. other venture, turn that hundred into a thousand. Okay, now that's second generation money because that thousand was produced from that hundred's work. Then he's going to take that thousand and reinvest it into another venture. You know, now that thousand, maybe five thousand. Now he can spend the original hundred that he put in and now he reinvests that 4,500. Four, four so he spends third generation or sometimes fourth generation money, if that makes sense. That requires a level of commitment and dedication to your goal. And discipline. Very, That's the key, discipline. But I'm not there yet, but I strive to be. And I know I've tried it before. Like, I'll make a, make a little money here. All right, what's this money for? All right, let's put this in this mm-hmm. avenue for a second. Or let's put this over here. So that's, that's just one little nugget I wanted to drop in there. But working together as a couple, um, it... it First off, it's going to strengthen the relationship you guys have, um, especially when you guys get on the same wavelength. You know, when you connect, that's when the magic starts happening. You know, that feeling you'll experience, that, my friend, is a vorgasmic vibe. When you're in the trenches with your old lady and y'all sitting there making a couple of dollars here and there, and you're seeing this side money. This isn't house money. House money, obviously, is your your, your primary, you your, your, needs. Your, 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 your needs are getting met, mm-hmm. you know, mortgage paid, all bills paid, that type thing. That's house money. Nobody touches house money. But that side hustle money, we can do some things with this. We can experiment. You know, we can buy this box truck 
put it on the road and you know mm-hmm. see what happens or get this podcast and hope the people as we pray they come and bring us so they can sponsor and we you know get these advertisement spots going you know we, you know that type of thing you know we're just all about starting something now that hopefully it can snowball into something bigger and I mean it turns generational for me um my mom didn't have to work, but my dad did. My dad had a nine to five, but my dad also had his other businesses where he drove them with brick mason. And as I got older, I started to realize he's making way more money on the side than he mm-hmm. is on the nine to five. However, from his generation, I'm going to keep that. My kids need health care. My kids got to go to college. I eventually want to retire. My dad always said, when you graduate uh, from college, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. He's stuck to that. So he had a plan for his nine to five. But I think life wise, all the experiences me and my brothers were able to have whenever we asked for something that was from his other income. You know, he was able to like, OK, I know I'm not touching, like you said, house money that's moving over here. That's keeping everything going. But if these kids ask for something, OK, cool, I'll work an extra hour. I know how much he can control, you know, his pricing and things like that to make that other side of the life that's, available to us. She ain't kidding. Um I remember when her parents' air conditioning unit went out. He called a guy and was like, how much new air conditioning unit cost? The guy told him. He sat there for a minute, and he was playing with his fingers like he was counting. He was okay. I mean, I got to do blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah to get this extra five grand. Okay, I'll have your money by next week. And the but other side I'm of like, that is— You're going to go make 5000 in seven days, bro? My how? dad is a, is a math man, though, and it's not that he doesn't have the available cash, but it's certain money. That is not to be touched. Certain savings is not to be touched. Like you always got to feel like I know for nothing. We always have, you know, ten grand or whatever your number is for yourself. And saying if something extra happens, let me pull this money from somewhere else so that it does not affect, you know, any of my other plans. Like so, you know, that's kind of play money. If you want to know, sometimes you you call some of your low residuals play money. Um, where you feel like okay, yeah, I fun can blow that coupons. Yeah, fun money. <laughs> <laughs> you seen um, what my man name? He was on the he was on the uh, the yacht, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Wolf, uh, of, Wall Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, look what I find in my pocket: fun coupons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the residual money, the fun coupons. We ain't touching house money, no. But we are gonna take a trip to Cali with, with these fun coupons from 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 this side hustle, from these book sales, or from this real, from this rental property. But anyway, All right. but that's why. Well, B, mm-hmm. what's up, man? Tell me, tell me. How can I make a million dollars in in the next twelve days? In the next twelve days, <laughs> without without uh, uh, calling Pablo. Oh shoot! I was about to say quarter break, half a break, whole break, but it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, um, how well can you gritty? You go viral doing the gritty. I'm gonna go know. gritty. I can gritty and go viral, but it ain't gonna be because I'm doing it well. It's gonna be because they're gonna be laughing at mine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. I don't know. But like you said something earlier, our community, I feel like we don't pool our money together enough to do things. You mentioned real estate. Think if you had enough people that were like, cool, I'm in, I'm willing to give 10 grand. And now you have 10 people doing that. You have a pool of money to play with that nobody needs. Mm-hmm. And let's buy all of this land. Mm-hmm. And then you like, can't go wrong with the land, even if we don't know what we want to do with it. Okay, now we own this to do whatever mm-hmm. we want to do Man, later with the real estate. I was talking to a young lady, and 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 you got to realize your environment too. I'm from Florence. My people from Darlington. My people from Florence. Um, I was talking to a young lady. I ain't gonna say no names, and she has land. She got about fifteen, maybe like fifteen, twenty acres of people left, 
And she was like, I'm trying to sell it to a developer so I can make me some money. I said, I thought you said you wanted to make some money. She said, I just told you I want to sell it. I said, no, no, no. I thought you said you wanted to make some money. She's like, what are you saying? I said, why don't you lease the land to the developer on like a 25 or a 50-year contract? Mm -hmm. Now they paying you. Now they paying you. And she was like, oh, my God, nobody's ever brought that. I need to. I was like, because the environment you're in, ain't no, ain't knocking my people in Dallas. And I love my people in Dallas. But she was from Dallas. And I was like, well, people, you know. I think the, the average person don't know that. They just know you got land, somebody own it, you sell it. The average person don't know that you can lease your land and in 25 years. It's still yours, but they just pay you. Thank you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like to that, it was uh, it's somebody they work for a company that leases the land for cell phone towers. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that was a thing until mm -hmm. like this year. Like they don't buy the land that mm -mm. the cell phone towers are on. They lease that land from the owner. And which makes sense because if you see mm -hmm. how many towers, there's no way they could buy buy all that land because right. they so. don't. I mean, I can't remember the exact. Or do it's, they need to? It's like mm -hmm. a I forgot the, the 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 square footage, but it's not like they need a lot of it's land. Not a lot. Yeah. They need like a like a eighteen by eighteen foot mm -hmm. area to put up a tower. Put up a tower, yeah. You know, but I didn't think about because I don't work in that industry and I don't know. I didn't know that's how that worked. Mm -hmm. And you know, I assumed that 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 was just their plot a little piece of land or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's um. Sometimes you just you you know you what just you know. don't know. Yeah. You right. know what you know. Like it's some stuff about insurance that people wouldn't know that you know, but you know it because you're in the industry. Right. I, I didn't. But know that's half your, this that's stuff when you have your niche out. marketing, and mm -hmm. that's when everybody need to pool not only resources, but resources aren't always like tangible. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what you know, what he knows, what I know. Mm -hmm. That's a resource, and a lot of times it's way more valuable than your tangible right. item. So you like, know, if you have enough people coming together and y'all meeting and networking on a consistent basis, you know, some people are like, no, I'm not sharing my ideas, like. Why? That's growing, and that person is going to tell you something you don't know or how to excel, and then everybody is consistently growing. That's a melting pot, you know, if you will. But and 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 to piggyback on what you just said, if you can pull your resource together without the financial part, right? Like, I mean, to give an example, I'm in a BNI group or a business networking index group. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a bunch of people from several industries that come together. You have to pay an annual fee. You meet once a week. You're supposed to refer business to each other, but it don't always work that way. You know, some people refer it to their favorite friends, but to mm. take that a step further, I have a cousin who's a realtor. Him and his boys created their own group. He's the realtor. One of the boys is a mortgage banker. Another one is an insurance guy. Another one is, uh, what's the person that come look at the property before? Uh, you? Appraiser. 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 You know, they got every facet of home ownership in under one roof, but they're not paying like a networking fee. It's just a group of men who bonded together who have a common goal and they just literally refer all their business to each other. That can work in multiple industries, not just the the, mm -hmm. the real estate market. You and know? it's not gonna end. It's like if you're a cycle. if you're a trucker, you may have your your own personal dispatch who also has a somebody that somebody works at the dock where when the when the loads come in. You know, mm -hmm. it just pull your resources together, man. Talk to people. Don't be afraid to share your information and share mm -hmm. your your contact with folk and be like, hey man, let's work together, man. Humble yourself. I know I did. Mm -hmm. And once you humble humble myself, start asking for help. Or start asking people to let me help them or how can we work together? I mean the, the walls of Jericho fell. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So people, reach out to your people, find out who can assist you. Think outside the box, man. Figure hey. out what you're good at. 
Yeah. And but don't be offended if you reach out for some information for somebody and they say, Well, this sit down gonna cost you. Yeah. Right. Sometimes that's you gotta business. pay to play. Yeah. That's business. You gotta pay yeah. to play. Like and that's don't look at it as a cost. Look at it as you invested in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing out here is free. Right. You know, no information some people but then you got a lot of folk to be, especially if we as black folk. I know it's been a lot of older black folk that be like, Okay, you I'm using insurance, for example. Um the, the very first African American uh, insurance agent in in Columbia, he, I think he was the first one in South uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, back in like eighty. Oh, I had a, a sit down with him for free. He sat down and talked to me for a good hour. You know, I tried to get him to hire me. He said, "Oh, well, I'm passing the business to my daughter." So, <laughs> you know, but some people to sit down with. They want mm-hmm. they they see you hungry. They be like, okay because they paying it forward. Yeah, I ain't paying nothing for it. You have to take me to lunch or something. <laughs> Hey, I've been in this for a long time. You get this free knowledge. <laughs> now nah, you got some leeches that gonna try to get out, get, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I feel you. But, right, right. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what this episode was, you know, pretty much about. Like finances, I want people to, you know, differentiate your portfolio. And if you don't have a portfolio, all that means is find more ways of. Everybody say they want multiple streams of income. Okay, that's good to say. That's perfect to say. Sit down, write you out a plan. And Just develop a goal, and then you come up with a small plan to help you achieve your big plan, and just stead fast, stay on it. Nothing happens overnight. I used this analogy last night talking to my people. I ain't never seen nobody plant a seed on Monday and then pull fruit on Friday. You know, you got to nurture that seed. You got to water it. You got to make sure it's exposed to the sun. Make sure the elements are correct. You know, and then in due time, in due season, you'll be able to bear that fruit. So I hope this was an encouraging podcast. I hope this was, you know, very knowledgeable. I hope if you have any questions or you have any input on it or if you want to sit down with us and figure out a way how we can all make a little extra money together, email us, vorgasmicvibes at gmail.com. Like the Facebook page. Leave a comment. Leave a review. But I'm an open book. If I can help anybody, we're willing to help. I'm always trying to help somebody. I don't know about B. B said you got to take him to lunch. Hey, the game hey, is to be surprising. sold, not told. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay the play over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get one for free. You can get yeah. one for free. Yeah, you can get yeah, one I give you a free 15-minute call. That's about it. 15 so, minutes can go a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you. Let me ask you, B. Mm-hmm. You taking 500000 or you taking a dinner with Jay-Z? I'm taking 500000 and I'll let Jay-Z compliment me on the new Porsche I bought. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that that's that Carrera 911 joint right there. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shay? Five hundred thousand no. a dinner with Beyonce. No, I wouldn't say Beyonce because you ain't no Beyonce fan like no, that. No, I don't want that dinner with Beyonce. Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, I got to say a female, and I ain't letting you have no dinner with no uh of these males. Jay Z, trust and believe. There's no interest there outside of business. <laughs> I can have that dinner. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna have that dinner. I ain't gonna take the five hundred thousand because. The doors that may be unlocked. Um, by the time I finish having that dinner with Jay Z, he's gonna see my drive and he's gonna be my first investor. So I'm taking. Yeah. That's just me. You get, you he gonna me? see me drive away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. You I got s- everything. I got the clothes, the hat, everything. Jay, <laughs> you s- I've done my part. You you sit me, put me in a room with a with, with a billionaire who, when I have his ear and it's a an intelligent conversation, he'll want to invest something by the time I'm done. Word. I'm confident in that. See, I'll take a hundred thousand, give it to you to go have dinner with him for me, and then we'll that's oh, okay. how I flip it. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, see, yeah, I have to flip it like that, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll mess it up. We'll just be talking about reasonable doubt all day. <laughs> <laughs> Won't get nothing accomplished. Man, by the time I finish, Jake, we'll, we'll have a... What is what is what is on name his record company? Paper Plane? Not Paper Plane. Um, Rock Nation. Rock Man, Nation. we'll have a Rock Nation insurance group <laughs> by the time I'm done. <laughs> but... Yeah. uh as usual, thank y'all for tuning in. Excuse me. Thank y'all for checking us out every Thursday. Mm-hmm. I am Grant Michaels. And I'm Queen Shay. Along with Be Easy. Thank y'all for having me. Thanks, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>